1: K P X Q. If you have not yet partnered with Father Matters, would you please consider becoming a Father Matters partner? The Father Matters show is listener supported and all Father Matters programs and services are free to the community because of your generous donations. For more information about donating to Father Matters, log on to fathermatters.org and click on the donate to Father Matters icon. Well, it's October, and October is Domestic Violence Awareness Month. Last year, we had Corinne Regoza from New Life Center on the show, and we had a great conversation about domestic violence. Well, Corinne is back, and she brought some guests along with her. Corinne, welcome to the Father Matters Show.
2: I'm happy to be here again.
1: Should I say welcome back to the Father Matters yes, Show? Yes,
2: welcome back. I'm very excited.
1: Who are these ladies that you have with us today?
2: Well, I'm very excited to introduce. We have our Community Development Director, Kelly Hernandez, here to join us, and then also our Outreach Coordinator, Mia, so she can help and answer a lot of uh, domestic violence questions.
1: Mia and Kelly, welcome to the Father Matters Show. Thank,
2: thank you, thank you for, for having us. Thank you.
1: Corinne, last year I opened up with uh, saying how every year in the United States there are over 3 million incidents of reported domestic violence. Every year, 4,000 victims of domestic violence are killed. Ladies, what is domestic violence?
3: Domestic violence is any type of threat or perceived.
1: you, You take your time. Take your time, Mia.
3: I wasn't ready. Um, Domestic violence is any type of physical, emotional, financial, sexual abuse that is perpetrated on a victim by their intimate partner.
1: And your program, it it, it states that 95% of the families don't return back to a violent environment. How do you guys track that at New Life Center?
0: So, New Life Center's program is a 120 day program. So, our families come to us with little or nothing. They stay, um, the average stay at our shelter is only about 30 days. So, they're really starting completely over. So, the core of our program in shelter is the Family Advocacy Program. And that program provides short term and long term goals for each family, whatever they need to achieve independence when they leave our shelter. So, once they leave, Having followed that case plan and working one-on-one with a family advocate, our goal is to help them achieve an independent, violence-free life. So they may move into transitional housing. They may move into an apartment of their own. They may be connected with family members that can assist them from there on. Um, But whatever their goal is, uh, the number one thing is to not return to that abusive environment.
1: And how how does people go about getting in touch with New Life Center? What happens first? How do you get the call?
0: Most of our referrals come through the state's centralized screening process. So they'll call a centralized hotline number, and that hotline keeps track of all the vacant beds at all the domestic violence shelters across the state. That's how most of our referrals come. We also get referrals through police departments, fire departments, hospitals, churches, anywhere that a woman might turn if she is feeling unsafe.
1: Why are women and men, why and how are, are, are some of us ending up in some of these type of situations?
3: Domestic violence can often be a generational issue. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's about the environment that an individual was raised in, but a lot of times there are coexisting problems with domestic violence, such as substance abuse. There can be some mental health issues. And as a result, the victims don't necessarily know about all the resources that are out there, so they end up taking it out on a loved one.
1: Mm-hmm. And and what so what what do you hear that like what's the pattern of this? How did it start out? I hear a lot of people say things like, "Oh, when we first met, he or she." I'll just I'll just keep it as the women right now. he, he was so sweet. He was so nice. What, what what do you hear? What what's coming out of that? Unpack that a little bit.
0: Well, domestic violence is all about power and control. People strictly think of physical abuse when they think of domestic violence as the first thing that comes to their mind. But it's really all about having control over. A certain person. And so, what we describe um, domestic violence in is a power and control wheel. So, it starts with a honeymoon phase. It starts with everything's great. He's giving you everything that you need. Domestic violence perpetrators are very good at figuring out where your vulnerabilities are. If you um, have issues with relationships and connecting they provide that for you if you have issues with financial stability they provide stability for you they give you whatever it is that you need to feel safe in that first moment and that's how they draw you in and then it turns slowly but surely into more control and more control uh, until it reaches a peak and then once you reach that peak Then they go back to the honeymoon phase. So it's, I'm so sorry. I'll never do that again. You're my one and only. You're my world. I would never hurt you. I'm the only one who can take care of you. I'm the only one who would stick with you through this. And so you start back at the honeymoon phase. Mm -hmm. So it's a cycle that um, starts out really slow. So victims don't necessarily see the pattern once they're in it.
1: When we're doing the workshops, the Father Matters workshops, there's a session in there, and I go, I ask the guys, there's 30, 40, 50 men in the room, And I say, all the men in here who has a daughter, raise your hand. And the guys will throw their hands up all prideful. And I said, now, how many of you would want your daughter to grow up, to be involved with or marry the same type of man that you are today? Hmm. And those hands drop. Some of them will stay up. (laughs) Mm -hmm. But those hands drop. And then I, I share with the guys. I say, we need to realize our daughters will grow up, most likely, not all of them, but most likely, our daughters will grow up to marry the same type of man that we are. And our sons will grow up to be the same type of man that we are. Mm -hmm. So it's very important as men, fathers and husbands. I tell them we've got to we've got to 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 lay out the path. We've got to step up, stay up and show up, because then when we do the mother to mother workshops, I I hear women, women. Sometimes you I'm, I'm surrounded by women in the studio right now. So you tell me. How many times do you hear when women admit to say, I wanted to fix my father by being involved with this guy?
3: Mm -hmm. How does that? Hmm. You're saying that they wanted to fix their father?
1: Because sometimes they saw their dad be abusive to their mother.
3: Okay. Or they
1: saw uh, the stepfather be abusive to their mom. And then they end up being involved with the same type of guy. And then some of them were saying, like, he... Reminded me of my dad. Mm-hmm. Not just the domestic violence side, but even the good side.
3: Right. I think that sometimes with a victim, when they are having that transference where they feel like this is, this man or this partner is like my father or like someone that they may have had a previous relationship with, there may be that element where they feel like maybe this time it'll be different. This time I can help them. This time, I won't allow it to get that far. But as we know, it takes a woman up to seven times to leave her abuser.
1: Why? Why seven times?
3: It varies.
0: I think that um, part of the generational issue is that people go where they're comfortable. Even if that comfort isn't exactly what's best for you, it's what feels most normal. Uh So if your normal growing up was violence or abuse or control, then that's what you gravitate toward, even as an adult. And so it takes a huge paradigm shift to get you out of your your normal normal into a new normal. Mm-hmm. And yes. it's that paradigm shift has to be huge. It can't be so gradual because they'll just keep going back to what's comfortable. They're they're gravitating toward right. That. Now,
1: and, and Kelly, I, I appreciate you saying it because I also share with the men when we're doing the workshops. I tell them we don't attract uh, we we don't attract the people who we want. We attract who we are. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, I'm in the, I'll I'm be in the room with guys, and I'll say, man, describe the type of woman that you are, because they might say, you know, my child's mom or my ex-wife of this, I'm, I'm changing. And I'll say, you know, describe the ideal woman. They might say, I want her to have a job, have her own place, have a car. And then I'll say, and where are you at? And sometimes they man, I'm 34 years old, still sleeping on my mom's couch. So why would someone who's responsible, paying bills, doing her own thing independently want to take care of an adult child she won't most likely we're going to attract who we are not who we want would you want to say something
2: corinne i just want to say from experience Mm -hmm. i am a survivor of domestic violence Mm -hmm. and where my kids actually asked me to leave and reason why i never did because i wanted to fix him i wanted to make him okay i knew he wasn't like this when we got married something in his life changed him and he decided to, to act like a totally different person and i knew this wasn't him so I was in it for probably about three years. The last two, maybe even last year was the worst, and he didn't know what he was doing. He got help. He recognized he had a problem. He's getting help, and we're getting help together, and I'm finding ways to, how am I gonna be okay today? I work on myself. I have my children I focus on. I realized after everything I've been through, I can no longer fix him. If he wants to be okay, he needs to fix himself, and that's really up until probably a couple months ago why I stayed. We came into a crossroads, and we realized something had to change, and he made the choice to change, and that was where we became okay. We're not okay, okay. We still have our bad days, but we're working through it together. We talk. Um, I'm not saying that everyone that happens to. Some women, obviously, there's other reasons that they need to leave, and they decide to go a different path than I did. This was the path that I was able to stay on, but I also know my limits. I've been through enough to where I know what I'm going to take, and I'm not going to take being talked down to anymore anymore. I'm a good person, and I do a lot for my community, and I'm involved with my children, so I don't need someone putting me down. And I had to find my strength, but it was hard. Mm -hmm. My kids sat there with me and go, Mom, why are we still here? I want to go. And this is their father they're talking about. It was hard to say, no, I can't leave. He needs me. But it took a lot. And to be honest, our outreach program at New Life Center really helped me out Mm -hmm. to realize what my needs needed to be and where I needed to put first. And my family and myself, to be honest, needed to be put first before my husband's needs.
1: And what I love, you said you know, you, you knew your limits. And what yeah. we, we teach, talk, share with the men in the workshops, we talk about boundaries. Mm-hmm. Yes. Because we got to also realize, we, you know, limits, whatever you want to call it, we, we just call it boundaries. You got to have boundaries for yourself. Mm-hmm. But then we got to know what boundaries are not to cross. And also, you, you know, most men who are abusing their spouse, are beating on them, verbally abusing or whatever that they're doing. That's really how they feel about themselves. Mm-hmm. Yes. And that's why when we tell the men when they come to workshop to the, to the Father Matter workshops and trainings and support groups, first of all, I always started off, what we say here, stay here, because men are walking around wounded. Men are walking around hurting. But that's no excuse, and there's no reason to abuse, put their hands on anybody, you mm-hmm. know. And, and, and this is serious. You know, this is Domestic Violence Awareness Month. Mm -hmm. And we got listeners all over the country. Somebody is listening to this who really need to hear from you. Not from me, but from you three. And, Corinne, thank you for sharing that because a lot of times people say, well, people who work in those professions, they don't really know. It's just a job. Well, we've got people who who really know.
2: I worked with New Life Center for almost eight years. So Mm -hmm. it started while I was an employee there. So, I mean, that was hard for me to accept. One
0: in four women will encountered domestic violence in her lifetime. Mm-hmm. So if you have an organization of 50 women who work there, a great deal of us have either encountered domestic violence ourselves or have had close family members be involved in it. The biggest myth that I see in domestic violence is that people see the victims as weak. Mm-hmm. That's actually the exact exact opposite. Right. Victims are strong because an abuser wants power if you don't have any power for them to take they see nothing in you that they desire so victims of domestic violence are actually some of the strongest women and men because one in 17 men will face domestic violence some of the strongest people that you'll meet
1: and then i know we're talking about spouses and relationships but when we come back after this commercial break i want to talk about teen domestic violence you're listening to the father matter show with vance sims help us spread the word october is domestic violence awareness month we'll be back after this Father Matters presents Boot Camp for New Dads. Come learn the basics of infant care and dad's important role in a baby's life. For more information about the Father Matters Boot Camp for New Dads, visit fathermatters.org. Topics include father's health before and after birth, postpartum care, supporting mom's needs after birth, and much, much more. Boot Camp for New Dads. For more information, visit fathermatters.org. Hey, Father Matters Show family, will you show us some love? We want the Father Matters Show to be your community and family resource program by providing you right now answers for right now issues. Become a Father Matters Show champion by liking Father Matters on Facebook. If you miss us Saturday night, log on to blogtalkradio.com, soundcloud.com, or fathermatters.org and share the Father Matters Show with your friends and family. Thank you. Welcome back to the Father Matters Show. Mark your calendar for October 14th for our Man Talk Workshop. For more information, log on to fathermatters.org. If you're just tuning in, you can catch the top of the show at fathermatters.org. Also catch the Father Matters Show nationally every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Mountain Standard Time by logging on to blogtalkradio.com. Or catch our archive shows anytime, worldwide at soundcloud.com. Before we went into the commercial, uh, I said I want to touch on teen domestic violence. Why is teen domestic violence on the rise?
3: Teens are dating younger and younger in today's society, and they're not prepared. They don't know what a healthy relationship looks like. They don't know how to set boundaries like you mentioned and the social media issue it's it's off the charts you know whether it's sharing your password with your partner whether it's being told who you can talk to and not see what type of clothes you can wear all of those things young girls and boys to a certain extent feel like that's the way a relationship is supposed to work he's supposed to have that control
1: and, and and some of these, teen, a lot of the teenage girls, not all of them, but some teenage girls, they think it's cute when their boyfriend is like, where you at? Where you going? Exactly. Oh, he cares about me. He just want to know what what's going on. Corinne, touch on that.
2: Well, I have three teenage boys, and I let them know it's not cute to stalk your girlfriend on Facebook or not Facebook. I guess it's Instagram is the new one. I lose track um, to stalk them on Instagram and to find out where they always are. My, an example, my son wanted to go to the movies and the reason why he wanted to go, and he's 13, because his girlfriend was going to be there. And I go, well, sh- let her go by herself. You can't go. Well, wait a minute. There's going to be other guys there, and I'm worried they're going to be flirting with her. Well, then you need to talk about trusting your girlfriend. You don't need to be stalking her and watching her. Trust her. So I'm trying – it's hard raising teenage boys.
1: But why do you think he he, he he does that, and then where do you think he got that from?
2: Well, I'm sure he learned a lot of behavior from what we went through um, about controlling. My husband always wondering where are you going to be? What time are you going to be home? Just finding out where we always were. So it's harder for, I think, in my household because now I have to worry about my kids. I don't know how um,
3: – Learning th- different behaviors. Thank you.
2: Yes, learning mm-hmm. different behaviors. And, you know, my son's a sweetheart, but – I, I see a lot of his behavior has shifted over the last two years, so it, it's hard.
1: As he's gotten older? Yeah. You mean with, with, with girlfriends? He's or girl
2: crazy. Girlfriend. Oh, my God, he's girl crazy. Yeah. And, and to be honest, I've seen some of these younger girls, and I think they so want these boys to like him that they will do what the boy tells them, and they wear certain things, and they need to first start respecting themselves.
1: Mm-hmm. So before. why is that? What's going on? What, what a lot these... of that is
0: just what, what they're seeing in the
2: media. Yeah. That's the That's the example
0: that they're – that they're receiving from every outlet, whether it be social media or videos. online, yeah. videos, short shorts. But it,
3: yeah. but it ultimately begins at home. Yeah, mm-hmm. It ultimately begins at home. The responsibility yes. is on us as parents. Mm-hmm. I have a 17-year-old daughter, and she and I have a very open relationship. We dialogue. We talk about everything. She knows what types of behaviors to look for, what red flags, if mm-hmm. you will, are a sign that this person is not the person she should be investing her time and mm-hmm. energy into.
1: And and then I got one of my my buddies in California, him and I was talking. He was telling me how his, his 15-year-old daughter now is doing the fake eyelashes, wearing all these type mm-hmm. of shorts and clothes and coloring her hair. And I asked him, I said, does she got a job? He said, nope. <laughs> so who's buying all this? Yep. Well, um. you know, so he's just giving her the money to go to the mall, you know, and, and – so like you said, it starts at home.
3: Right. Yeah, if you're not approving of those purchases or you're not approving of that relationship, speak up. Be be a voice in your child's life. You only get one shot at this.
0: If our children aren't getting their standards at home, mm-hmm. they're getting them somewhere. They're right. getting them from society and from a culture that's that's lowering and lowering standards every day. So those mm-hmm. initial standards have to be high and they have to start at home. Right. Mm-hmm. And and they
1: need to stop you know, listening. you know, I got daughters at home too. Just because some, some little boy say, Oh, I like your outfit today. You, you, <laughs> all that old silliness. No, you, <laughs> don't, you don't do all that. You don't do all that. You just say thank you and you keep it moving. Mm-hmm. Because that's, that, those are them early seats. Oh, I like the way you're wearing them jeans. Oh, I like the way you, mm-hmm. I like to, you know what I mean? You, you know, you, you just say thank you and you keep it moving.
2: Because now she feels like she needs to dress for him and she's going to mm-hmm. wear certain things. You see what I'm and saying? that starts mm-hmm. to me, that that is right. a lot of controlling because. Now that young man's like, well, I told her I like that. Now look how she's dressing. See? and Manipulation. Yeah, mm-hmm. yes. and that kind of starts like that. And I think, too, raising three boys, it's hard. Yeah. I got to make these young men strong but also into a wonderful husbands and, and everything. And it's really hard. Fathers, and it's hard. Absolutely. One of the spokes of the power and control wheel that uh-huh. Kelly mentioned is that
3: masculine dominance. And you see that a lot in the younger couples as um, – the man, the young man also, he hasn't really learned how to be a man or what's proper. So he tends to put this machismo or this bravado macho, macho. on for the girl thinking that's the only way to keep her in check or the only way to keep her, period. Because
1: mm-hmm. he's saying that's how Uncle Boo Boo and them mm-hmm. do it right. and his big brothers and them do it. You know. <laughs> and then one, one, of my, one of my friends was saying, he said, you know, young boys today are growing up to learn how to be men just like they mamas. Because the fathers is not around, mm-hmm. you know, and, and the fathers need to realize that we've got to step up, stay up and show up and, and, and no excuses, no backing down, period. And that's why it's so hard. You know, we have these men's gatherings. It's hard to get men to come because they, they know we're going to confront. They know we're going to get in their face, but they know we're going to deal with the realness. And because the, you come to Father Matters, you're not getting no cheerleaders. Mm-hmm. You're getting someone that's going to hold you accountable. You're getting mm-hmm. connected into mentors. You're getting connected into real men, not perfect men, because mm-hmm. we all have mistakes. We Absolutely. all have past. But now we're trying to use that to 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 break that mold, to break that generational mm-hmm. stronghold. You know.
3: And that's that's what you're saying about men being able to break the barriers and change. Batterers are able to do that as well. Mm-hmm. But like Corinne said, it's not until they want to. You can't force your abuser to go and get help and think that it's going to balance out at the end. Right. He has to want to get help for himself. Right. right.
2: Not all situations will turn out like how mine did to where my husband and I are now getting help. We recognized a problem. It can be bad. It might, you know, my husband didn't physically abuse me. It was emotional and verbal Um, And that's how I know it wasn't – there was something wrong here, but thank God it didn't get to that physical. It could have easily gotten there, and so it might be too late, and something might happen. And Mm -hmm. now the kids see this, and now they don't have a mother anymore. Mm -hmm. All they have is that father.
1: You guys got an event coming up. Let's talk about that real quick. Of course, time flies when this happens, (laughs) but what's the event that's going on?
0: We have an event November 6th It's called our Brighter Day Luncheon. So it's the one time a year that we invite the community in. We share stories of – inspiration, stories of how their support actually makes a difference in the lives of women and children. It's the one time a year that we do that. It's at the Renaissance Hotel in Glendale. It's a free one-hour lunch, uh, and it's hopefully going to be the most impactful one hour um, that anyone spends throughout the year. And so it's our one opportunity to ask our community to get involved in the mission that we're doing.
1: And how are people getting to contact you to register for that?
0: They can go to our website. It's www.newlifectr.org. They can also engage in the conversation throughout Domestic Violence Awareness Month. We want them to engage in the conversation, share their stories, share inspiration, um, get the word out, and don't create such a taboo subject around domestic violence. It's got to be something that we talk about in our homes and and in our society. So um, they can engage on Twitter, on Facebook, our Instagram. Just get involved somehow with that conversation. And if
1: someone wanted to call you, how would they get in touch with you?
3: If someone is in need of outreach services, they're welcome to call us at 623 932 4404, and they can ask for extension 123.
1: And who's on the other end of 123? That would be me, who Mia Chotala. They're asking for Mia and the Facebook page, because you're getting we, we're going to get we got listeners all over the country if they want to look at your Facebook page. What's mm-hmm. your Facebook page?
2: The link is actually on our website, so they okay. can go onto our website, uh, www.newlifectr.org and they can follow the links to, to our web, Facebook. 30,
1: 30 seconds, because there is someone who is going through this right now Kelly, talk to them. What would you say to them that's listening to this show right now?
0: What I want you to know is that you are strong, that your thoughts, your dreams, your aspirations are worthy and worth it, and there are resources there to help you achieve those, that you're not alone, that there are women out there who have faced what you have and come out better on the other side, and there are so many people that are rooting for you, so reach out and find that resource.
1: Kelly, Mia, and Corinne, thank you for joining me on the Father Matters Show today. I want to thank you for listening to the Father Matters show. Send us your questions or comments to info at fathermatters.org. Thank you to my engineer, Jeremy Siegel. Wednesday, October 7th, Father Matters is hosting a job and training institute for men and women. Log on to fathermatters.org for more information. See you next week at the same time, same place. Have a safe week. Thank you and God bless.